This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for Sunday, April 24, 2016. The Gospel is taken from the book of John, chapter 13, verses 31 through 35. The message is by Father Ron Baird. In this morning's Gospel, we have an interesting thing, because even though we're in Easter season, we're going back to before the resurrection um, at the Last Supper. <laughs> and, but it's, a, it's a, an interesting passage, because in this, Jesus says, right after Judas has left to betray him, which he knew, now the Son of Man has been glorified. Now, isn't that the way you feel when you're betrayed? <laughs> now is the Son of Man glorified. What a weird kind of concept. What is he talking about? And, and he goes on to say, and if the Father has glorified him, he will glorify him again in himself, and he will glorify him at once. So what is all this glorification talk that Jesus is talking about? Well, what is glory is part of the problem that we have is we really don't understand the meaning of glory. Glory is the attribute that is the perfection of God himself, because only God really has glory. You know, there are a lot of human beings who like to get glory, but they really never attain that because that glory is the very perfection of God's very being that shines forth from him. If you remember Moses, when he was up on Mount Sinai, wanted to see God face to face, but he wasn't allowed to because he said he would die. But he was allowed to see his backside. And when he came down, he, um, his face glistened in white brightness because he had seen part of the glory of God. And so this glory of God, which radiates forth from his being, is what Jesus is talking about. So how's that, what's that got to do with being betrayed, though? Well, the true glory of God, in human terms, is not revealed until the cross. It is on the cross that the glory of God comes into its fullness in human terms. Because the glory of God is his very nature that shines forth. And we know from 1 John, the first letter of John, that what his glory is. What is God? He says, God is what? Love. God is love. The pure love of God is his glory that shines forth from the cross. And he shows us even more explicitly as he hangs on the cross. Because one of the first things he says is, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they're doing. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. And then Jesus turns to his disciples and says, A new commandment I give you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, so you should love one another. Now that tells us a lot about what it is that he's talking about here. This, this love that he's talking about isn't that you feel good toward one another. It isn't um, you shall be polite to one another. It's you shall love with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. You will give up everything and serve one another. And he, he showed this just before the Last Supper, and very dramatically, when he washed the disciples' feet to show that he who would be head of all must first be servant of all. And so he's telling us the same thing, that in order to be his disciples, that we must love one another. Now, Jesus didn't very often say, I give you a commandment. But this wasn't, I give you a suggestion. It wasn't, I give you a request. It was, I give you a commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you. So you should love one another. So how did Jesus love us? 
He gave everything for us. He gave us his whole life. And that's what he's calling us to do for one another. And I wonder if part of the problem of the church in modern times is that we don't really reflect the glory of God. If his glory is truly his love, how well are we doing reflecting that? You know, when you see people who are out angry and protesting and, and condemning people, does that seem very loving? No wonder the world can't hear it. The real love, the love that surpasses all understanding, is, is the love of Christ that, that comes into the midst of the situation, even though the people are yet sinners and still loves them. And doesn't ask them to change first, just loves them. And so the very first thing we need to do if we're going to learn how to love the way God loves is to learn how to forgive. And forgiveness is not a great, a great um, resource in America these days. You know, usually if we have conflict with somebody, our, our usual response is to either get into some sort of major fight with them or, or to run away, you know, to never speak to them again, to pretend they don't exist. But that doesn't really work. It doesn't do anything. And part of it's because we don't really understand what forgiveness is about. We seem to think that forgiveness is, you know, that, okay, if I forgive you, that means I have to tolerate whatever you do to me. I'm just going to lay down and be a doormat and let you treat me however you want to, and, and I have to forgive you. But that's really convoluting what forgiveness is. That's taking a whole process of forgiveness and, and using it just for the one term. If that were true, by the way, then Jesus on the cross when he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing, and he died for the sins of the world, that would mean that we're done. We got nothing to worry about. We can do whatever we want to do. We're all getting into heaven. Yay. But it doesn't really work that way. Because the, the first thing is that forgiveness is not a single act. It's a process. And it takes a lot of work. But the first step in that process is for us to forgive. Now, the word forgive comes from the old English, to give forth. What that means is you've got to give it away. It's not yours. Believe it or not, you don't get to sit in judgment of other people, no matter how stupid you might think they are. I mean, you don't get to decide whether they're right or wrong. You are not their creator, you are not their redeemer, and you are certainly not their judge. Only God is the judge. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. He owns all of it. And so if we're going to live into this glory of God, then the first thing we have to do is learn that we've got to learn how to forgive, to give forth. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean that I have to let people run over me? No. I mean, do you think God's letting everybody run over him? Of course not. But see, forgiveness isn't about um, you know, what happens after forgiveness. It's about what is going on inside of you. Because the truth